Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Hey friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivy podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so glad you're here. Each week on this show, I invite a girlfriend to join me and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. All right, hear me out, you guys. You walk into a store and you immediately find exactly what you're looking for. That's basically the feeling you get every time you shop at Movement Watches. Thank you, Movement Watches, for sponsoring today's show. Our friends at Movement have you covered with tons of quality, good-looking watches starting at just $95. Get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to mvmt.com slash hh. See why Movement keeps growing. Check out their expanding collection. Go to mvmt.com slash hh. Join the movement, you guys. Friends, today's guest on the happy hour is my new friend, Jordan Lee Dooley. I sat down with Jordan last week and interviewed her when I was in Nashville, and I need to tell you guys something. She is exactly what you think she's going to be. Sweet, kind, brilliant, energetic, just so lovely. She describes herself as multi-passionate. She's a three on the Enneagram and is happily married to her college sweetheart, Matt. The two are now business partners who work side by side from their farmhouse in the Indiana countryside and raise chickens in their free time. Jordan is a podcaster, the host of the She Podcast, and she's a first-time author. Her book just came out a week ago. It's called Own Your Everyday. Overcome the pressure to prove and show up for what you were made to do. In fact, she says it's the purpose-driven life for the next generation. Okay, so on today's show, first of all, I had such a phenomenal time encouraging Jordan. She's 25 years old. I'm 41. It could be really easy for us that are generations apart to look down on another generation or say, you don't know what you're talking about or you're outdated. But instead, you guys, this is such an example of we need each other. I want to be a cheerleader for every woman in every generation. And I loved affirming her today and saying, You girls in your 20s that are listening to the show, you matter and you're doing big things. And us women in our 40s, we're here to cheer you on. We also talked about being willing to be coached no matter how much success you gain, keeping a humble heart. She shares with me on the show how she started hand lettering in college. She had an Etsy business and she shipped out things from her sorority house closet. She had all her girlfriends, they would come in, she would give them pizza, they would package orders. And that is how she started her entrepreneur spirit and business. And now you're going to hear her whole story about where she is today. We talk a little bit about comparison and envy. You're going to want to listen all the way through the end of the show so you don't miss what Jordan does to create a boundary that helps her fight against identity comparison. I love sitting down with Jordan. I think you're going to love this show as well. If you have not got her book, go get it. Own your every day. Overcome the pressure to prove and show up for what you were made to do. Her cute little face is on the front so you can find it anywhere books are sold. Okay, friends, I want to remind you of something about our Patreon page. 
a lot of times people ask me if it's possible that we could revisit a topic shared on the happy hour, or could I talk more with a particular guest about a particular subject? Or I really like it when you bring Aaron on as a co-host. I get those questions from people. These questions are taken very seriously by us over on our Patreon page. The community that we're building at jamieivy.com slash Patreon is the perfect place to connect with other Happy Hour listeners. It's where you can ask your thoughts and opinions for what content you'd like to hear more of. It's also the place where we can actually connect in a more direct way. Our VIP guests and party guests support the show in helping our team grow. They help with adding more friends to the show. By your support as a Patreon party friend member, whether you're at the VIP level or the party guest level, all of your support helps us create more projects that we can bring them to you. I love creating content that I can bring you in the form of a podcast. And this way we get to do more of that. So check it out at jamieivy.com slash Patreon. Every single one of you that supports the show over there, I'm super thankful because you're telling me, I like what you're doing. I want more of it. And I'm saying, yes, yes, yes. So check it out, jamieivy.com slash Patreon. Okay, friends, here is my conversation with Jordan Lee Dooley. Jordan, welcome to the happy hour. Hey, it's so great to be here. This is so fun. So great. It's great to meet you. It is. I feel like I've been following you. I don't, you probably don't know this, but I've been following your journey since, I think since before you launched your book. Wow. Yeah. So it's been kind of fun to follow along and now I'm like, well, dang. I'm like your, your kind of little soul sister. Yes. (laughs) You're about to launch a book. (laughs) Yes, I am. It is so funny because I have people like that in my life as well, that I'm like, I watched your kind of journey. Yep. And you know, the hard part is you see what we tell you, you know, but now we're meeting. Right. And before we started recording, we're having like real conversations. Yes, exactly. Tell me the real stuff. (laughs) Right. The things that make Maybe we won't put on air. Things that we might not put on air or on Instagram posts, we might talk about in person. But so it's great to meet you. Thank you. So we can be be real friends. I know. And I'll be your kind of older soul sister, mama. I am totally okay with that. (laughs) That would be amazing. I love it. I love it. You know, it's funny because this is totally off topic here, but um, I'm 41, you're 25. Mm -hmm. Okay. But my husband, Aaron, and I have been talking a whole lot about mm. how we want to invest and spend time with people that are younger than us. Mm. Yeah. Like we look at Shelly and Louis Giglio. Yes. And literally they're like our heroes. Yeah. And and I would tell that to them like they're I'm, amazing. They're amazing. <laughs> but we look at how much they invest in the generation behind them. Mm-hmm. And so it's fun for me to sit down with younger girls like mm. you and talk about life and yeah. business and faith and yes. books and marriage and all the things. Because that's what I want to do. And people have done that for me. Yeah. And you'll do that for people. And so I think that's the thing is, and I wrote about this actually in the book, is like feeling like, okay, I'm younger in this journey. I've only been doing it, you know, a handful of years, still learning, watching like the greats ahead of me, you know, and it's so easy to kind of like discredit what you do. So to have that affirmed, like, no, 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 like this is good. And I want to pour in and I want to invest and, you know, encourage. It's like affirming, you know, I think a lot of women or young girls feel like, oh, well, I shouldn't because I'm not this many years experienced. And I think a lot of people don't step into what they're made to do because of that. So totally. that is so encouraging. <laughs> I remember saying going. that to Audrey. You're friends with Audrey. Oh, yeah. Audrey's yeah. one of my good friends. So when she was in the studio, I mean, I look at her and she's young. Y'all yep. are both young. And she's writing a book with Jeremy about marriage. Yep. And there is this tendency to go, what do you have to say? Mm-hmm. You're 28. Totally. You've been married for this many years. Yep. But I don't want to be that older woman. Mm-hmm. I want to be an older woman that says, you do have something to say. Right. And we're going to listen to you. Right. I love that because right. older women in front of me have looked at me and said, you have permission. Right. You get to say something. And I think what's so big about that is at least for, you know, Audrey and I talk about this. We were just walking around in Hawaii talking about like the nerves around books and the, you know, the pressure I'm that sorry you can experience. I'm sorry you guys had to talk about that in Hawaii. I know. It's such a bummer. It's you a know, like life you guys are living. <laughs> 
<laughs> but we had a great conversation. But, you know, it's like, I think one big lesson that I've learned through this is the willingness to be coachable. And I think that doesn't end regardless of your age. I think whether you're 25 or 55 or 105, it's like there's always more to learn. And I think what where it can, where it can be dangerous is if you're like, I'm 25 and I know everything. You know, it's like that's where it's like, of course, you're going to turn people off. Of course, people aren't going to want to listen. But I think just showing up is kind of where it starts. And for me, the biggest lesson has been if I can be coachable and I can bring that to that space, I'm A, going to gain a lot of wisdom and B, also probably gain the respect rather than trying to be like, oh, I know everything, you know? Right, so right. it's just all about your approach, I think, too. And that doesn't change. Right. Just for anyone. Yeah, exactly. I still need to be coachable. Totally. You know, and so totally. I don't know everything. Right. Okay, so your book, Own Your Everyday, mm-hmm. released last week. Yes, it's been insane. How are you feeling? <laughs> Uh, like you explained it, what'd you say? Freight train with confetti everywhere? Freight train with confetti. <laughs> There's like, just, great... you're getting run back and forth over yes. and over by this train. It's like a party that just won't stop. It's a party, but yeah. It's amazing. No, it's it's really fun. Um, and it's really, really neat to see, even like before the book released, hearing from people who got to read it advanced, you know, just, it was really affirming to be like, okay, I can put this out into the world. It was terrifying yeah. for sure. It's like, here's my heart. Don't squash it, you know? Um, but just really learning, I think over the last several days and just in through this experience already has been so humbling. Um, but also really exciting. Like, okay, this is like, we don't have to play small. I think sometimes we can be like, oh, this isn't going to go well. Or, you know, we kind of doubt ourselves and God's so much bigger than that, you know? So it's Thank just been goodness, really fun. Right? I know. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay. So for those that are listening and haven't got a copy of your book that mm-hmm. came out last week, give us a Cliff Notes version. What is, what is yeah. your book cover? So the book cover? No, oh, what, what is it cover? It? I was like, cover is well, amazing, though. It's you my look face. so cute on it. Oh, thank you. It was an accidental photo, but it worked out. Um, so the book is basically the best way to describe it is The Girlfriend's Guide to a Purpose-Driven Life. And the reason I say that is because, you know, The Purpose-Driven Life is, like, something we can all grab onto and such a strong book. But it wasn't written from, like, a girlfriendy kind of perspective sitting over coffee. And so it's got a similar concept. And I really think of it as a resource for the woman who's chasing after something more, trying to strive for that big goal, that big dream, but also trying to find purpose and contentment where she is. Because I think sometimes we we get a lot of messaging about be content, you know, and then we get comfortable and then we get complacent and then we don't, we doubt our dreams and we don't go after them. Or we get a ton of stuff of like, your dream is the only thing that matters and go after that. And that's so much pressure. And so yeah. it's like, how do we bring these things together? And that's really what's in this book. So you're going to tell us how to do it. We're going to try. <laughs> you're going to try. I'm going to tell you from like, I'm uh, on this journey with you. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So speaking of your journey, um, we already told everyone that you're 25, but when you tell us what you've done in your life already, they're going to be surprised that you're 25. Uh, because <laughs> I know you started an Etsy shop in college. I did. Um, which went crazy good. Yes. You're releasing your first book at 25. Mm -hmm. You have um, an online presence, Mm -hmm. which can become more than just an online presence. Yes. Um, Take me back to Jordan, entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. college, dreaming. Mm -hmm. Where did that begin and what did that look like for you? Yeah, I call myself an accidental entrepreneur. Okay. <laughs> I studied healthcare administration. I planned on working in insurance or working, you know, managing a hospital or something like that. And then I went for an interview for an internship or a post-college, you know, job. And I remember I was like, this is way too stiff for me. Like, I need leggings and I just can't do this. Like, the whole corporate thing, I thought it was totally going to be my path and it just wasn't, it didn't feel right. And so I remember I had a conversation with my mom and I was like, mom, I don't know if I can do this. Like, did I pick the wrong thing? You know, you have like your 20-year-old yeah. crisis. And uh, she was like, hun, just don't then. Like, you have the rest of your senior year. Finish it out strong, but like try some stuff. And I'm like, what is this? Don't take a job and try some yeah. stuff. What a weird, you know, kind of Which advice. is such great advice, though. 
I mean, it you, was. you can probably say it is now. Yes. I want to be that kind of mom, but that's scary advice to give. Yes. Because she didn't know what she was giving me permission to do. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. But she really did. She was like, look, explore and experiment. You have some time right now. Like, the pressure is off. And I was always one of those, like, high achievers. I'm an Enneagram 3. So it's like, I need to be on the dean's list just for the sake of being on the dean's right. list. And I'm going to, like, you know, run myself I know you're kind. I'm married to a 3. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so there you go. So anyway, then when she gave me that advice, I was like, all right. So I tried my hand at a couple different things, but throughout all that, I had picked up hand lettering for fun. I won the handwriting contest in third grade, so it was a pretty natural transition. Way to go. Congrats. Congrats. <laughs> no, but so, I mean, I didn't even realize that till later, but I started lettering, you know, quotes and Bible verses and biology notes and things that I wanted to remember. And I was dating my now husband at the time, and he was a college football player. And uh, he picked up guitar as like a creative outlet. When you're a student athlete, your life is, your life is literally you, They own you. You work for the yes. university. Yeah. Yes. And so he was like, I needed a creative outlet. And Jay, you work so hard. Like maybe you should just, and I don't know where he had ever heard of Etsy because it was like kind of now up and coming at that point. And he's like, you should start an Etsy store. And I was like, well, you're crafty for a Look football player. You. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he suggested I do that. And I said, all right, well, why not? You know, I'm still a finishing up my schooling and I'm in my sorority house. And next thing I know, I'm doodling on computer paper and posting pictures on an Etsy account I figured out how to make. And my sorority sisters were like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I said, I'm just playing, you know, having fun. And it was crazy because then I got my first sale after a couple weeks. And What are you um, selling? I was selling like canvases okay, yeah. and little journals. And I had the, the first sale was literally a gold Sharpie marker on computer paper. It was really fancy. It I said, be it. still. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> a lady in Texas bought it. I was like, bless you. Yeah. Thank um, you. First buy. Yeah. So that was really a cool experience. And then it started to grow because I, you know, just started writing, which I didn't even really intend to do that. I wasn't trying to create content or anything like that. But started telling stories alongside pictures of me with a canvas or pictures of the mug that I would write on or whatever. And people would start sharing it. And then suddenly I had a couple of posts that had 50,000 shares, 60,000 shares on Facebook. And I was like, holy cow, there's a lot of people yeah. reading my words and buying my stuff now. And my shop started to grow. So I started recruiting my friends. And you're still in college? <laughs> Finishing up college. Okay, yep. Yeah. And I had just gotten engaged. And so my life was insane. And I was still finishing up in my sorority house. And I would get packages. I learned how to print everything on mugs or on journals so I wouldn't have to hand, you know, do it by hand. And so I'd get these boxes of like 200 mugs sent to this sorority house. And my house mom was like, your mugs are here. Like, come yeah. upstairs. <laughs> I had yeah. to go put them in the storage closet. And I would run this little You're running like, a business. Running a business out of the storage closet where all the luggage like goes yeah. for the girls who are from out of state. Uh-huh. And I would recruit my roommate and my friends. And I was like, can you guys come help me package? Because there's 80 orders that need to go out. And I also have a biology test tomorrow, you know. So we'd sit up there till like 2 in the morning. And we would, you know, eat pizza and talk and, you know, package all these little things. And it was so cool. We'd be like, oh, my gosh, this is going to Germany. What? You know? And we were just like, the internet is so cool. Because, I mean, we, I mean, I don't think I got like a smartphone or anything until I was kind of oh, later sure. in college. Yeah, uh-huh. And so we didn't like grow up with that nearly as much as the generation behind us. So we were like, you can reach people in Germany and yeah. you can send stuff to them. This is insane. So that led to, you know, a lot of nights of us sitting around and packaging and shipping and laughing and sharing stories and dreams and talking about breakups and, you know, all these things. And, um, it just kind of felt like a safe place, especially in the midst of a Greek system where there's a lot of competition yeah. and a lot. I mean, we were, IU, Indiana University is a very tough Greek system. So there's a lot of competition, a lot of like clickiness that can happen. And so just experiencing that was really, really cool. And that led to even more of, I want to pour into women and I want to, we ended up putting a little tagline on the shop. It was your brokenness is welcome here. Cause that's what it felt like yeah. when we were packaging. It was like, bring your heartbreak, bring your, you know, bad yeah. decisions, bring your confusion and come in and package, you know, and we talked till all hours of the night and it was really cool. It really sparked 
everything I do now. So you then what? I mean, you go from what? Your yeah. brokenness is welcome here. This Etsy shop that's going crazy that you're working in your sorority house. Yeah. You're like asking your friends to work for you. Yeah. Um, before <laughs> Paying you, them a pizza. <laughs> exactly. Like I'm buying you pizza yep. at the sorority house. And then you get married. Yep. And did you ever go back into corporate world? So no. So we, I graduated and I was like, shoot, now I don't have a hundred girls to help me package. What do I do? So I closed the shop for a while. Okay. But I continued to write because I had a little bit of a platform at that point and women and girls were consuming it and sharing it. Are talking about Instagram or Facebook? Both. Yeah. Okay. So both had started to grow kind of simultaneously. And so I just continued that. I would copy paste captions into a blog (laughs) and I just felt like I was cheating, but it worked. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then later that year after I graduated, we got married. My husband was playing with the Steelers at the time and he got cut 10 days before our wedding. So that oh, was that's stressful. exciting. Yeah, we were like, "What are we gonna do? Your Etsy shop is closed. You don't have a job." Like, and I didn't want to get a corporate job leading up to our wedding because I thought you I was did. gonna have to move. Yeah. So it was this really weird unknown time, and so then I picked up photography. Why not? So I ran a photography business for a year just to like sustain us. I was like, asked my friends who were wedding photographers. I said, "Can I second shoot with you?" You You're know, such an entrepreneur. Like, what I, do just, I need? You've got to make a way, you know. Yeah. And I've always had that like grit, and it's like. Well, if we're on money, we're going to find a way to make yeah. it. And then mm-hmm. I also spent, we had $2,000 in our account when we got married, maybe a little more than that. And I found a course online about how to build an online business because I had an audience. But I was like, well, the only thing I know about is fashion blogging and I'm not very fashionable. So I got to figure out something else. Took this course, got so excited, didn't realize that it was a $1,000 course. And Matt comes home and he's like, we're like three weeks into marriage. He's like, did oh, you just are- spend half our net worth on a course? <laughs> and I was like, he's like, you paid a woman in Australia. like, what are you doing? And I was like, I promise we'll make it work. And we did. You know, I ended up learning it. It was actually really good to have that drive. But alongside the photography thing, kind of ran that and just built this online platform and learned like how to do email lists and how to do this well and build connection and all those things. So it was crazy because it was such an accident. But just one little entrepreneurial venture after another has led to so many other things. Uh Uh-huh. All from just doodling on a piece of paper. That is so. If you don't know it, guys, I'm a Texas girl through and through. I've lived here most of my life. I was born here and I love traveling. Here's why I love traveling throughout Texas because it has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities, which means there's an infinite number of different travel experiences. And no two travelers are exactly alike. And it means that no two trips should be either. If you're a beach person, well, you can have fun under the sun with Texas's 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies cannot get enough of Texas's world famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a -a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interest. Guys, come visit my state. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring, and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power, and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. 
Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including headliners, Adidas, Elf Cosmetics, and Lego. Rakuten is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. You can save on everything you need for summer like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of Big Give Week's 15% cash back. You won't see higher cashback rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Crazy. Yeah. Now, I think there can be a lot of confusion mm-hmm. along the lines of this online presence. Yes. Like um, you can see that it can become a job, you know. Right. But here's what I, I want to dive a little heart deep, okay? Okay, let's do it. <laughs> so your job is online. Mm-hmm. Your job is to encourage women. Mm -hmm. Uh, You are Christian. Mm -hmm. That comes into play. Yep. I want to know when it's hard, when you're not feeling what you want to say. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, because you have this responsibility to the people who are listening to you. Mm -hmm. But what I've seen about you is you handle it well because you bring the hard Mm -hmm. and you bring the good. Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes can get a little bit, people can get a little bit confused about, like, what is your job here? Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's so funny. My husband called me a serial side hustler the other day okay, yeah. because there's multiple facets to, and there's a lot of ways to create sustainability. Like I don't believe that popularity is the point. And I also don't believe popularity is profitable or sustainable, right? I think a lot of us That's feel good, like yeah. we rely on that a lot. And so for me, I was like, how can I be wise about this so that if Instagram goes away or if you know somebody decides they don't like the way I said something, like that's not what this is all riding on. Ultimately, I'm depending on God, but then how can I build in some things so that if I do need to take a step back, like this past year, last year, I had to kind of go, I need to draw a little bit of a personal boundary because I'm trying to find that healthy medium of how do I share what is truly important to me without it becoming the only thing I share to where it kind of drains me, right. you know, and I'm sure you know how that feels too, yeah. where you're like, you're almost broadcasting the most important part of your life for others. And then you're like, is this for me and God or is this for this others? Like, I don't know. So and good. it's also a business and I also love people. And like, how do you balance all of this? Yeah. And so for me, it was really important to go, okay, we have an, a retail store. We have a podcast. We have these different streams and these different things where we can serve people in different ways. So that if Jay needs to pull back a little bit and say, you know what, I got to share a little bit less about that to protect that mm-hmm. part of me and also continue to run a sustainable, healthy company here, yeah. then we're going to do that. So that was really key is to kind of figure out the strategy to 
to be able to do that and put the right people in place because it's a challenge. I mean, I don't think there's a perfect formula to do it. And it's, it's so personal when your public brand and your personal heart, your personal life and your personal faith are like one in the same. <laughs> it's like it's so hard. How do you separate these things when they need to be separated at times? So, so I've had this conversation with girlfriends before. Um, I have a podcast like you, mm-hmm. um, author, speaker. Yep. When I think about the happy hour, it's my job. Yeah. Like this is, I make money this way. Yep. I make decisions. Yep. I say yes and no to brands. Like this is a job. Correct. So I've had conversations with girlfriends about where's the line mm-hmm. between job and ministry. Right. This is a hard conversation to have. Yes. It's so hard. <laughs> but I think it's important though, mm-hmm. because people, the pendulum can swing a lot. Yep. Where you can go, this is only a business. I don't care about people. I only mm-hmm. care about making money. Yeah. Or you can say, oh, I'll just say, I don't need you to pay me. Right. I'll just, I just get walked all over and I just I'll, love people all exactly. the time. Exactly. Yeah, totally. And I do it all for the glory of God. Right. So there's this place in the middle. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I've had, not very often, but every once in a while, people will say, why do you have ads on your show? Can't you just mm-hmm. bring women on and let us talk? Mm-hmm. And I want to be like, but it's my job. Right. It you know? allows me to show up and spend the time and the money and, yes. the, and the heart and the investment and the coordination. I think a lot, and I think it's important for people to understand too that no matter what you're putting out on the internet, there is much coordination. This isn't just like we're all throwing spaghetti at the wall and right. just screaming Jesus and hoping that it sticks. Like yeah. there's a strategy. Uh-huh. There's a team behind this. There's production value. There's if you want a show that sounds good, like sorry, but we have to have expensive mics yeah. and we have to make sure we have an editing. We have to have sound engineering. Like there's a lot of pieces behind the scenes that we don't really realize exist. Yeah. I didn't realize they exist till I started getting into this yeah. space. Yeah. So there has to be a way to sustain. And I think sometimes when we think that we forget, like we actually undervalue people. I think, you know, there's times I've wished that like, I'd love if there wasn't ads here or like, yeah. whatever. but I have to put myself in that space and remember, well, the reality is like, do you pay for your food? Right. Do you pay your, like, how do you do it? And yeah. Whether or not it's a like, I think everything we do, whether you're a doctor, a podcaster, and a Christian, it's like I think we put these labels on it. Like, well, a Christian podcaster shouldn't make money, but a Christian doctor, totally cool. Right. It's like, well, what? Wait a second. Everybody's got to eat, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just finding that mentality. And I think it's often because we have a really messed up view of money, and I think it's ultimately like, what's the heart? I'm actually making this to be able to continue serving. Yeah. You. So I've had to kind of get. I've had the same experience in many ways. And so would you consider that. your your brand, your podcast, your book, who you are in the Christian space? Or are you a Christian who's writing just a, I'm using air quotes here, sure. regular, normal book? I think it's a little bit of both. Because that's where, this is yes. what, I definitely am in the faith space. Yeah. Okay. My yep. podcast is under faith. Yep. And that's just a decision that we made a long time ago. Yep. But you're telling me that you're walking through this challenge of figuring out how much I talk about my faith. Mm-hmm. I have a split audience. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. That's my question. Yep. That's the thing. Most yep. of my audience is coming to the table. I love Jesus. Yep. You love Jesus. We're here together. Yep. You're talking about business stuff. Mm-hmm. You're talking about marketing. You're talking about influence. You're talking yep. about character issues. You're talking yep. about Jesus. Yep. What has that journey been like for you trying to figure out? Yeah. It's like you're trying to figure out when do I insert Jesus because he's, he's, he's everything. everything. Right. Totally. He's everything. Totally. But as a businesswoman, how do sure. you, how do you, tell me about that juggle. It's always a juggle. And I think, you know, I found that it ebbs and flows. There's been seasons where I've been like, I'm just going to, like, I'm going to pour it out because, like, especially in the beginning, I was, and I didn't really discern it ever. I think this is one thing I had to learn is I was excited. I was on fire for my faith. And it's like when you love the Lord and he's just blown you away, you're like, you can't help but share, right? And so it's good to. But I had never really discerned, like, well, where am I going? Because when I finally hit pause because I just completely burned out and I was like, you know, I have this split audience and there's other things I'm passionate about talking about, but this portion of my audience, I know wants to hear this. And yeah, I want to talk about these other things too. And how do you do all that together? 
I remember I just kind of was like, God, what voice did you even give me? Like, who am I supposed to be reaching? Because I, I don't think you just say like, hey, you have to like go into this little category and that's where you stay. There's nothing wrong with that. But I was like, is that what you asked me to do? Or am I just trying to do that? Right. And he kind of showed me, he goes, Jay, I want you to go back to the basics. And I don't hear like very clear things mm-hmm. like that very much. But I just got this really strong feeling I'm like, OK, what does that mean? And he kept taking me back to that sorority house, sitting there on the floor, packaging mugs with women who thought like me and women who did not think like me, mm-hmm. women who came from similar backgrounds, women who didn't. And he's like, this is the audience you have. And this is where you started. You don't have to force it. So it's been really cool to see there's been a freedom, I think, that he's given me of like, you can be a Christian and that should come through everything you do. And you should be open about it when it's appropriate. But don't feel like you have to stay in that space because I actually gave you a voice to I, I didn't speak, start speaking in churches. I started speaking in, sorority, in sororities and college campuses, you know, in business meetings. And so it's like, I think I tried to wedge myself into something rather than being like, God, take it where you want to go. Mm-hmm. So I've tried to be more open to the broad, like where we're going. And so it is a challenge, but I think because I have a split audience and because I get to go into campuses and different places where some agree and some don't, it's just, look, I'm going to wear this armor <laughs> and I'm going to let that flow through everything without feeling like that's the only thing I can ever speak on. Yeah. And he's given me so much freedom with that. And I think it's really a balancing act, but it's been really, really fun to find Okay, there is actually a lot of freedom in this. So I remember I was at a conference recently, and Jada Edwards was speaking, mm-hmm. and I just adore Jada so much. And she was talking about how um, no matter what you're doing, you have ministry involved exactly. in it. Um, and I think that you you just are articulating that so well, mm-hmm. is that even though you may not be heading into a church to speak or right. into a, this Christian sphere, mm-hmm. that you're still going into it like, I can't leave Jesus right. behind. Right. And right. I think that's important for women to think about, no matter mm-hmm. what you're your career yeah. is if it's yeah. if you're a stay-at-home mom if you're a doctor if mm-hmm. you're a ceo of a company if you're an entrepreneur and doing yep. a startup that you can do that really well yeah. um do you know my friend jessica honiger oh yeah she's good okay. i love her i love jessica well, I was she just has, on her podcast <laughs> she's taught me a lot about this because yeah. you know when yes. she started noonday collection it started with her adopting her son jack yes. from rwanda and noonday's not a christian company right you right. know and she has walked that line so well yep. that I look at her and I'm like, you are You're such an example it. for us. Yes. Because she doesn't hide her faith, mm-hmm. but she lives in every world yep. and she brings Jesus wherever she is. Yep. But she is a CEO of a company. She's running a company, you yep. know? Totally. And that's really what the vision God gave me. Because for a while, I mean, I did speak at churches for a little while after some time and I still love doing that. Yeah. I love my church people. But I was kind of like, I just don't feel like I'm being fully true to where you're really taking me. And so seeing examples like that, it fits, especially my entrepreneurial side. It's like, how do you do all these things? And so I absolutely love Jessica. I think she's been a great example. And I think it's learning like, this is a book written by a Christian and that should be evident, but it doesn't yeah. mean it's only for you. I love that Christian. so much. You know, it's yeah. just learning. This is a podcast. It's it's a podcast by a Christian. Mm-hmm. So that's going to come through in the type of advice I give you. Yeah. Like in the, whether it's in the self-help space or the business space yeah. or all of the above. And so I just had to learn that. And I'm continuing to learn that. And, you know, it's always met with a little bit of opposition from both sides. I think the Internet is such a funny place because it's like, oh, you're too Christian. Oh, you're not Christian enough. It's like this is freaking we exhausting. Can't, we, cannot, <laughs> we cannot please everybody. Yeah, yeah. seriously. So yeah. it's just learning that. Um what voice have you been given and what what skills do you actually have? And I think that's really important for women of all skill sets, of all seasons of life, whether they're in podcasting in the online space or, you know, like you said, they're in nursing or they're yeah. this. It's like show up and do your best. I heard, have you ever, have you read Tim Keller? Yes. Love his stuff. And I was listening to a podcast of his or a book of his. And he's like, you know how you be a good godly pilot? You land the plane. Thank you. He's like, first, you just show up and do your job really well. So whether you're running a shop, a retail store, writing a pod- or writing a book, doing a podcast or whatever, it's like, do it as well as you can. That's how you first honor God. You don't have to be the 
he doesn't need you. He's going to use you no matter what. And I think that's so humbling because I think so we think good. like, I'm the hero. Yes. <laughs> we're so not. Yes. So. But then there is like, I love how you talk about that. And you talk a lot about encouraging women, like go chase your dreams. Yes. Like you want to equip women to do good with what you've given. Yes. Um, last year I was at, speaking of Shelly and Louie again, this is the second time in one mm-hmm. interview I brought them up. But anyhow. <laughs> I think we have a favorite over here. <laughs> I'm like a fangirl over here. But Aaron and I were at their church mm-hmm. and there's just like a handful of sermons that I'll never forget. And yeah. that day was one of them. And he taught on the parable of Jesus giving the the man, Jesus mm-hmm. wasn't doing, but the man giving yeah. out the talents to the yep. people. And the whole sermon was about the man coming back and one of them had multiplied his talents and mm. one of them had hidden it. Mm. Yep. And yep. Louis, I mean, the message was basically, it was like, this is for you people in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. What are you doing with what God's given you? Right. Like some of you are just holding on and you're yep. burying it and you're like, no, God, look, I'm protecting it. And he's yep. like, no, he gave you gifts. Right. He gave you talents. Right. Go use them. Right. Which is right. so And there's nothing shameful about that. I think I, I often have girls, when I speak at college campuses or like, you know, entrepreneurial type things, a lot of women come up to me, especially in the college campuses, and they're like, so should I pursue my passions or should I pursue what's practical? And I'm like, both. Your passions can come through what's practical. And I said, and then they'll say, well, should I pursue ministry or should I pursue like biology? And I was like, you know, I think you have to remember you can do ministry and biology, but you can't necessarily do biology and ministry. So don't feel like you have to, it's an either or kind yeah. of thing. And we need them in every industry. Mm-hmm. Like use your gifts in every industry. And I think we often forget like that can be in business and you can run a $10 million company and still bring Jesus that space. I think we think like, oh, but if it gets too big, it's somehow yeah. not like, I don't know. It's crazy to me. It's so, weird. Yeah, it's really weird. And I think that's just important to remember is that like, there's not an either or. I, I was coaching a couple of girls in their in their business. They run an online fitness business at one point. And they were like, yeah, we want to do like, you know, like 50% Jesus, 50% fitness. And I was like, um, it's 100% fitness and it's 100% Jesus. Like, he's just going to come through the it The math all. adds up. This, it's weird, but it does. Yeah. I'm like, you don't have to like figure that out. It's just like, just run a fitness business yeah. and allow that to happen. It is true. You know? It is true. Okay, guys, I want to take a break just a minute in the show to thank two of our sponsors. The first one I want to thank is Zip Recruiter. First of all, if you've ever had to hire someone, you know how challenging it can be. You're looking for qualified candidates. Sometimes it takes forever to find them, and you have to go through all the applications to find that one diamond in the rough. But there is one place that you can go where hiring is simple, it's fast, and it is smart. A place where growing businesses connect to qualified candidates, and that place is ZipRecruiter.com slash HH. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards. Basically, they're doing a lot of the work for you guys, but they don't stop right there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience, and then it invites them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so that you never miss a great match. In fact, ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. Right now, my listeners, that's you because you're listening to me. You can try out ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash HH. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash HH. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Guys, I also want to thank ThreadUp. Did you know that fashion is the second most polluting industry in the world? That is one of the reasons why I love shopping secondhand at ThreadUp. ThreadUp is the world's largest online consignment and thrift store with up to 90% off estimated retail price. 
They add over 50,000 new items every day at unbeatable prices. You can shop all your favorite brands right from the comfort of your couch or your bed or your car or wherever you might be, you guys. They've got Madewell from $9, Anthropology from $13, Nike from $6. Everything is hand-inspected and triple-checked to ensure that it's high-quality condition. Listen, you're never going to pay full price again, and you're going to shop guilt-free at ThreadUp. I had someone the other day ask me, do you actually like what you get from there? And I said, yes. I am obsessed with the dress that I wore for Easter from ThreadUp, and it cost me $12, you guys. I got some free people shorts for $20. Normally, they were $88. An artisan New York top for $12. I got some sneakers for $28 that retail at $60. They look brand new. You guys, I really love them. ThreadUp is offering the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivy listeners a limited time special offer for an extra 30% off your first order. Guys, you're already getting stuff so discounted and they're going to give you an extra 30% off. You can get yourself some free people shorts and get 30% more off. Visit threadup.com slash happy hour. That's ThreadUp. It's T-H-R-E-D-U-P.com slash happy hour for 30% off your first order. Remember, there's no A in there. It's just thread, T-H-R-E-D, U-P, dot com slash happy hour for an extra 30% off today. Terms apply. Okay, back to the rest of my conversation with Jordan Lee Dooley. So entrepreneur, you've got it. You are starting things. You are running things. I think that the coolest thing, one of the coolest things about living in the day and age that we do right now is the possibilities are endless. Mm-hmm. Like you could dream up something. I mean, yeah. if you think about the both of us do podcasting, this right. wasn't even, a, I graduated college like 20 years ago. This wasn't even an option. Yeah. Oh, you want to be a podcaster? Right. What's that? I like, didn't even listen to podcasts in college six years ago. It's so yeah. crazy. So I say that to say people have these big dreams mm-hmm. and they're like, I think I want to do something. You can do that right now. Yep. You can totally do that. Yep. So you told me you're talking to a girl about passion or practical, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But talk to the woman who is, like she's doing, she's in a job, but she's mm-hmm. got these dreams. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like, you know, you hear people doing the side hustle. Yep. And then they have to make that leap of, mm-hmm. is it time to make it my full hustle? Yep. yep. And Jennifer Allwood talks about this a lot. Mm-hmm. And, but I feel like there's so much fear involved in that. Mm-hmm. So talk to that woman. Yeah. Yeah. She's doing the side hustle and she wants to do something bigger. What yeah. do you say to her? So I think a congrats on starting the side hustle or starting small because I think the first thing is most people don't even take that step. They're like, "Eh, I'm just going to stay where I'm comfortable. So first of all, congrats for breaking out of the box. And I think the second thing is I want you to evaluate if you are avoiding a risk because they say the higher the risk, the higher the reward. But we often forget the part, the higher the risk, also the higher the chance of not having a reward. (laughs) That's true. That's the real fear. And so I think we have to get honest with ourselves and say, what risk am I avoiding? And I was actually just at a business conference back in I don't know, March or something. And uh, there was a guy on stage and he talked a lot about beliefs. And he, you know, he wasn't a Christian conference by any means, but I thought what he said was so solid. And he was talking about how, you know, whatever we do, a lot of the times the reasons we don't follow through on something is a product of our beliefs. And he he explained failure. He's like, failure isn't a thing that you can like hold. Yet that's most people's biggest fear of like taking the leap, right? And it's not just taking a leap of faith. It's taking a leap with faith. I've heard it said that way. And I think that's so good. Mm. And he goes, look, you have to start changing your beliefs about failure because it's not actually failure. It's you're either going to get the outcome you wanted or the lesson you needed. The sky is not falling. And I was like, well, that's so humbling. Because even I want to like remind. Wait, say that again, because that's good. You're either, out- yeah, he said you're either going to get the outcome you wanted or the lesson you needed. 
And, you know, I think I wrote about this in On Your Everyday, too, because I think we often are told, like, expect failure. You're going to experience roadblocks, you know, and it's like, well, that's encouraging. But one thing I found was I've experienced a lot of failures and um, just in a short amount of time. And one big thing is, yes, we need to expect failure, but I think prepare for it. Right. Like if the weatherman tells me that there's going to be a blizzard and I'm like, cool, I'm just not going to do anything. I'm just going to fear the blizzard. Yeah. That's going to have a much worse effect on my life than if I salted my driveway and heated my home and did the things I actually had control of to help prepare for those potential failures. You know, my mom was an engineer and she always talks about like testing, improving and, you know, failure patterns and understanding those things. And so I think the best thing I can say is take action continuously and don't just prepare for failure, but expect it. And I think that's the biggest thing is what are you strategically doing? Because I think sometimes we want to take a leap of faith and then we take it very arbitrarily. I'm a strategy like guru. So it's like, yes, there's going to have to be a point where you're like, okay, God, the rest is up to you. Right. I just got to jump. Right. You got to just jump at some point. But don't be afraid to have a little bit of strategy going into it and consulting those who might be in that field. Like we were just talking about learning from people like you. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like ask and find out what those potential failures could be that you wouldn't know because you've only maybe been dabbling in something a little bit and maybe what, get a reality check too. You know, a lot of girls will say like, I just want to blog and that's it. And I'm like, okay, well, you still have to eat. So here's potential failure one and here's potential failure two. How are you going to prepare for this? You know? And so I think just knowing that, educating yourself, being coachable, expecting failure, and then taking consistent action one little step at a time is the biggest thing. That's so good. I remember when I've done a couple of podcasting like seminars. Yeah. I always walk through like, here's how you start a podcast, all the things, yeah. right? And then you get to a point where you're like, you just have to push record. Right. Like you, but I always say when I started five years ago, I didn't do all the things. And if mm-hmm. I were to start another podcast, I would do all the things, yeah. but I would still get to a point where I just had to push record. Right. And so it's like you prepare, you buy your thousand dollar glass, yep. <laughs> glass when you have $2,000 <laughs> in the bank and you explain to your husband, but yep. no, you do the things you prepare. Yep. And then there does get to a point where you just have to say, I'm going to try this. Yep. And it's good when you said expect failure mm-hmm. um, so that you can be prepared for it. Right. Well, that's, and what's the worst? hard. Yeah, it is hard. But I think you have to ask yourself, like, what's the worst case scenario? And then this is one thing just I have to ask myself as a business owner and as a believer if the worst case scenario happens, if nobody listens, right? Or if I lose and I need to go get another job, like, okay, whatever. Worst case scenario happens, does that change your identity? And does it take away your gifts? No and no. So I think, again, it goes back to this belief issue of like, oh my gosh, if I fail, if I'm being seen, you know, if I'm seen starting small, that's the end of it. Like, no, you just have to pivot and uh-huh. test again. It's test and prove, test and prove. Yeah. So, you know what's interesting? And this, we, I think you and I could both get on a little side tangent here. Are you into the Enneagram? <laughs> I've gotten so much more into it. I'm like, like somebody who's like, oh, everybody wants to find out about that. Like, I'm going this direction. Right. But in the last six months, I've learned way more about myself than I ever thought I would. So, I wasn't really it. into it until I did a book tour last year. And yeah. every QA was like, what number are you? And finally, I was like, I've got to figure out. So, I have yeah. an answer. Yeah, you know? totally. But what I've, number are you? I'm six. Okay, okay. But I find it so interesting, like when you and I have these conversations is different personalities react to these things totally different. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the beautiful things about understanding yourself is to say, okay, so when this happens to me, Jordan may face it this way. Jamie may face it this way. Right. Noelle might face it this way. Mm -hmm. But you can still look under. And one thing I love about the Enneagram, too, is that we can still go at the end of the day, no matter what number you are, your identity doesn't change. Correct. And the Lord is still there helping you get through failures and helping Mm -hmm. me get through failures, even if it looks different. Yep. Exactly. That's so beautiful. Yep. I think that and also having friends with different different Enneagram types. Yes. Because you you learn how other people react to things. And they can sometimes help you react better than your nature wants Mm -hmm. to. Like my husband, we're pretty sure he's a nine. 
the guy's like my string, the string to my balloon. Yeah. Like I float away and I'm like, oh my gosh, we're yeah. all going to die, uh-huh. you know, and he like brings me back yeah. down to earth. And he's very much like the, um, how do I describe it? Like he's like the calm to my yeah. storm. So when failure happens, like, okay, this is a different off tangent story, but I'll tell you. So we're sitting there here in um, Frothy Monkey about a month ago and I'm eating toast and my tooth comes out. Your tooth comes my out. Tooth. Was it yeah. loose? No, no, no. It was a crown, okay. a partial crown. Okay. I know. I always say my tooth. It's like my fake tooth. But okay. anyway, my tooth comes out and I didn't realize it until after it was already in my stomach. Like <gasps> swallow it. <laughs> I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I start freaking out. I'm like, I just swallowed my tooth. And my husband being the calm, like cool, calm and collected that he is. He goes, okay. We'll get another one. He was just like. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to die. <laughs> freaking out. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, my nerves exposed. Like, I can't feel this. I have to speak tomorrow. We had to go get like that denture gum and like stick Are it in serious? there. I'm like, I'm 90. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was great. So. I'll you have a new tooth now. I do have a new tooth. It's nice and shiny. But, but uh, he's, you're freaking out. And he's like, I'm going to be calm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, especially, and that's very much how it happens when, you know, when there's a business thing that goes wrong or, you know, we didn't get orders out at the right time or something complete. Like we had a podcast go live the other day. And it was like. 20 seconds of me repeating myself because I kept choking on my words and it didn't get edited out. And I'm like calling him. I'm like, oh my gosh, 10,000 people have already listened to this. Come home right now and you can fix it. And he's like, hun, it's real. It's going to be fine. You know, and he just has that react. And so he reacts, very, he responds. I react. Yeah, and so yeah. having people like that in your life that help you kind of bring it back down to earth and remember like, this isn't the end of the world. It feels really bad right now. Uh-huh. Like my tooth is in my stomach, but it's going to be fine. You know, I'm so- going to ask you a really rough question. Okay. Did that tooth come out? I don't know. Okay. My, my husband's uh, brother. I can wonder right now. Here's the, I know everyone asks. Here's the thing. I didn't go looking for it. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> but my husband's brother sent us a picture and he goes, I just ordered this for you on Amazon. It was a panning for gold oh my gosh, thing. And I'm like, to... Lord, help me. Lord, have Find mercy. Your <laughs> Find like, your We're going to not. I'm going to go to the dentist. But yeah. That is so, so funny. It was rough. Um, okay. So I want to talk to you about a couple of things that I know you wrote about in your book and that are real struggles for real women. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them being comparison. Mm. How do you, as someone who lives your life very publicly, mm-hmm. um, how do you choose every day to fight this? Because yeah. I think what I've learned in my 41 years of life is that I don't think that—I'm about to say something I've never really thought about before, so I'm a verbal processor, Buckle which up. gets me in Got trouble it. a lot. <laughs> I don't know that we ever really—I lo- don't think we ever get rid of these things, mm-hmm. Like comparison, envy, all of these rejection, disappointment. I don't think they go away. I think we have to learn how to fight them. Yep. Yep. How totally. do you fight yeah. these things? I talk about this a lot. I'm actually really glad you said that because that was one big realization I recently had. Like, I don't remember who told me, but they're like, yeah, I just stopped comparing myself. And I'm like, what are you, like Superman? Yeah, I mean, like, how'd you tell me how? Yeah, I'm like, no, you didn't. You just are saying that. Yeah. Like, that, I don't think you can fully ever just never do that again. You know, it's just like sin. It's like, oh, I just never sin again. It's right. like, really? No. It's just learning, like, how do I you learn how you react to certain things, just like the same thing. You learn your temptation points. You learn where you struggle. So for me, like I compare myself to women at the gym all the time. I am a competitor. I get on a treadmill next to somebody. It's like, we're racing. You want to beat them. And they're like completely unaware. They might be like a 79 year old man. And they like, they literally are like, anyway, poor guys. So, you know, one thing that I found is having actually Jess Conley gave me this idea or not idea. She kind of put a word to it. Like I've always had like, what's my why statement, but she calls it something like purpose statements or something. So it was like, I loved how she said it. But the idea is like, okay, when I catch myself in that, it's like, why am I using this tool right now? Why am I on this treadmill? Is it to race my person or is it to steward my heart health, Mm -hmm. right? Or why am I using social media? Is it to compare myself to strangers or is it to reach a target audience with an important message or to sell something, right? Like whatever the issue, the real tool and reason for it is. And so one little combating thing for me has been 
ask and remember yourself like your whys and establish those in every arena that you play. Yeah. Work, gym, social media, all the places, friendships, like, uh-huh. you know, all that. And then I think the second thing would be. Um, and then I'm going to ask you yeah. this. You have to believe your why. Right. That's why you have to establish it ahead of time. That's good. Yeah. You know, like you can't just be like, oh, like I'm scrolling Insta and like this is my why. It's like I personally use Instagram to educate and to be educated, not so much to be entertained. I think a lot of us use it. So you know that from the start, which helps you fight that. I love it. Right. So I think that's a huge thing is establish your why for all these little places. Why do I parent this way? Why do I, why am I, why do I wife this way? Why do I, I don't know why I'm making these verbs, but you know what I mean? Like, I know what you mean. Yeah. So that, and then the other thing is ask more than you assume and communicate more than you compare. So like this lady at the gym, I love this story. I wrote about this in Own Your Every Day because I'm a gym comparer. Like I know that's my weak spot. Most people on social media, I'm like, it's the gym. (laughs) And we we started going to the gym really early in the mornings back in the fall, which I was like super ambitious of us. Like go us, you know. And there was usually like no one else in there. But at one point, this one woman who was so fit and just like crushing it at her hit workouts without a trainer. Even my husband's like, that lady like kicks butt every morning. And I'm like, I'm aware. Yes, I know. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like walking on the treadmill, like at least I'm here. So anyway, at one point, after about two or three weeks, I was walking past her section to get a, to get a mat. And we happened to make eye contact. I'm like, shoot, now I have to say something, right? So I was like, are you doing HIIT workouts? And she's like, yeah, you should do them with me. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like, like, I do not need workouts. to go through a Navy SEAL level workout yeah. right now. Like, So she's like, I'll be here on Wednesday. Meet me at 5.15. And I'm like, I am not about to look like a weenie. So that sounds great. You know, so I said yes. And I'm like, this chick is going to kick my butt. I'm going to be so embarrassed. I almost didn't go. But then I was like, no, because then she's going to see me every day and and think of me as a chicken. uh Right. So I show up and we ended up having this incredible conversation. She's like, I have a dream of starting gyms. Like she had this amazing, like just beautiful dream. She loves the Lord. She and I in my brain, like I've been watching her all week. I'm like, she probably has like a private jet meetings with the president, like $600,000 a year job, like all these things I made up in my brain. Right. No, she's like a normal person. She just goes to bed early. Yeah. And that's how she gets, yeah, hello. Yeah. So we had this incredible conversation and we actually were very like-minded and had so much fun. And we continued like the rest of that fall, we'd go on runs in the park together. And like, we just became friends. And I'm like, huh, funny. The people that we compare ourselves to most or envy the most are usually the people we would like the most if we sat down and got to know them. Because they're usually people we can kind of relate with. They're usually people that are like, I would actually probably like to learn from you, but yeah. I'm jealous because yeah. you're ahead of me. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. So I learned a lot about working out from her and also just life and had a great conversation. So I always encourage people like ask questions more than you assume, because I just kept assuming like you have a private jet and you're amazing and you're this and she is amazing, but she's regular just like you. Right. I had this kind of same experience is uh, I have a Bible study in my house Uh on Wednesday mornings and if my girls are listening to this that come, they're going to crack up. But Two ladies that have come are my friends now. They come to my Bible study. We know each other. But our boys were on the same football team two years ago. And I would see them walking around the field. And I actually, people would think, oh, I'm an extrovert. I I get actually nervous around new people. Hmm. Um, If, like, you come in and meeting you, you're coming on my show. I'm not nervous about meeting you. Right. We have an agenda. Right. All the things. We're at the football field and our kids play on the same team. I'm nervous. I yeah. I don't do well meeting new people that mm-hmm. way, which is surprising to some yeah, people. Yeah, it's funny. So I would see these two ladies who are both beautiful, mm-hmm. super fit, mm-hmm. be walking. And I was so intimidated by them. Mm-hmm. And I would not say hi. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I literally. You were like, I'll go into my emotional turtle shell. Yes, it's I'm fine. like a weirdo <laughs> over here. Like, you know. Yep. And it's so crazy now to see that mm-hmm. they come to my house and we study God's Word together and they're just normal people. Mm-hmm. I had assumptions about them that weren't true because yeah. they were just living their life. And they like to walk. And they like to walk in there. <laughs> and God made them beautiful. Right. 
You know what I mean? Right. It's like that simple. It's that simple. Yeah. And so I think that that's such good advice too, is mm-hmm. that sometimes when we're comparing ourselves to people and also like everyone has their own insecurities. Totally. You know? Yep. Like one of the girls would talk to anybody and one of them was like, I don't really talk, like talking to new people either, <laughs> you know? And so we're all carrying around these things. Yep. And sometimes it just takes the first person, like the girl at the gym. Yep. Saying, hey, come work out with me. Right. And it wouldn't have happened if I wouldn't have said, hey, are you doing hit? I didn't say like, hey, are you really as cool as I think you are? You (laughs) know, but I asked an initial question to open a conversation. And I think that's one of the biggest things. It's vesting interest. And that doesn't mean it's going to happen every single time. But there's a strong lesson to be learned there is usually comparison is rooted in assumptions. And so the willingness to ask questions, I think, is one of the best ways to fight it. Or the like we go back to being coachable, right? If there's someone ahead of me, I could easily say, Jamie has already launched a successful book and her podcast has been around a lot longer and she's way more successful. Or I could be like, hey, Jamie, I really admire you. Will you teach me what you know? 100%, (laughs) yeah. And there's just such a better experience with that. So 100%. And I think too, like, understanding how to fight these things. Mm -hmm. Like last year when I launched my book, there's um, jealousy is not something I struggle with. Mm -hmm. It's... I have a long list of struggles. Jealousy is not one of them. Mm-hmm. And I guess this kind of sounds like comparison as well. I launched my book. There's someone that I know personally that also launches around the same period as mm-hmm. mine, give or take a couple months. And I became like weirdo mm-hmm. jealous. Mm-hmm. Not publicly. Sure. Just to course. my friend Amanda. Yeah. Every single day. Yeah. And I remember that situation taught me was that, A, my friend was patient and listened to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but B, I thought, I've got to know how to fight this because – I thought this wasn't ever going to affect me, and here it is affecting me. Yep. You know, it's and so sneaky. it's sneaky. Yep. And I, I always want to encourage women is that, like, have tools in place for fight. Th- these things all are rooted from the same thing. Yep. You know, like, yep. you can call it comparison, you can call it jealousy, you can call it envy, whatever. Yep. They're all, like, insecure. Yep. And you even said, like, not understanding. And so I think having a way to fight it is so, so good. Yep. And I think that's often what we don't want to do. Like, we, I think we sometimes settle for, and this is a big frustration of mine because I think sometimes we settle for, like, positive affirmations. It's like, those are good. We do need to remind ourselves of truths and things that are true, even when we don't believe them. But I think we actually need to have some things in our toolkit, like actual action steps and real strategies to tackling those things. Because I think we're just fooling ourselves and like, just making yourself feel good isn't really ultimately going to get to the root issue. Right. Because something else will come along. Exactly. So it's like, what's the root issue here? How can I tackle that? What are the strategies to tackle that and to address it? And I, you know, that's why I love the word own, because there is an element of personal responsibility. I always talk about like, you have to take responsibility for your insecurities. Nobody's going to make you feel better about those. Like you have to decide if you're going to allow those things to bully you, if you're going to allow them to just take over your life, or if you're going to take responsibility for them and own it. Right. So that's a really big thing that I've had to learn over the last year. And usually when you truly own something, it's more than identifying like, oh, I'm insecure about my arms or I'm insecure about fill in the blank. It's like, no, I'm insecure about this because. And you have to fill in that second part of the statement because a lot of times we don't want to do that. We just, I'm insecure about this. And we either are authentic and share about that on social media to relate to a bunch of people. And that's great. But are you really dealing with a root issue? Or we complain about it after we take a picture on Friday night. Right. right? And it's like neither of those things are working. And so it's, I'm insecure about this because. So I had cystic acne, like rough. It's still kind of a battle, but it's been a lot better. And I'm like, my face looks like I just got mutilated. Like, what is going on? It was so bad. And I'm like, I'm a married woman. <laughs> this was like, should have been solved at 17, you know? And um, I didn't deal with it for a long time because it was just such a like, weird thing to have to I just felt like I'm not supposed Why to be struggling with, with this, this anymore right. yeah when I finally went to the doctor he was like look this is a systemic issue he's like this is not because you wear too much makeup or because like he's like you don't have oily skin he's like you either have a high stress level too much sugar too much dairy intake or a combination of all three or it could be bacterial so even just hearing that you know then we had to kind of work through it, it was definitely a sugar issue a little bit of a, a hormonal issue but you know it was like 
I had literally never thought of that. I had tried every face wash, every topical cream, all the things. You but know? you had to get to the root. And he was like, look, this is systemic. And I think it's the same way with any other insecurity that we have in our lives. Which it's good to hear you talk about that because I would imagine there are people that look and be like, Jordan must not struggle with any of this because look <laughs> at what we've got going on here. Right. You know? Right. And so it's such a help. Yeah. When people look at someone that they respect and say, okay, she's fighting the totally. same things I'm fighting. Totally. Totally. And that's the thing. It's like, I go back to this, like having a platform and popularity does not make you immune to human condition <laughs> in it's any way. so true. And I think we often forget that it's like, oh, you got like, honestly, four years ago, if you'd have told me I'd be where I'm at with these kind of things, like mm-hmm. writing a book, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be so confident. Yeah. I'm over here like freaking out, right. you know? So right. it's like, I, we believe these lies. Like once I get to that milestone uh-huh. or hit this level of success or have this thing, it'll go away. It's not, it's true. not true. It's not true. No. Uh, I was at a conference recently and there was a breakout that um, I was hosting with um, Jenny Allen, hmm. Rachel Proctor, who was running for mayor of, okay. in the city of Texas, and Ruth Joe Simons. Okay. Three amazing women. All amazing women. All amazing yeah. women. Yeah. I look up to all of them. And Jenny was speaking to these women who were in leadership. There was a select amount of women there. And she said something that was so good and needs to be said from mm-hmm. anyone that has a microphone in front of them. Mm-hmm. She said, if you think that myself, this is Jenny speaking, if you think that myself and my friends don't struggle with the same things you do, mm-hmm. then you're fooling yourself. Mm-hmm. Like we're all struggling with this, yep. these things. Yep. And so there is this, like you just said, there's this this lie that if I get here, mm-hmm. I won't struggle. Yep. And that's why I think that when you talk about getting to the root issue, that root issue goes wherever you go. Mm-hmm. Whether you write seven books, whether you start a company, whether you do whatever, if you yep. don't deal with that, it doesn't yep. go away. Exactly. And okay. it doesn't, I think it doesn't go away in totality because we are Broken people. Broken people. Uh-huh. And so, it, like you had mentioned in the beginning, so I think it's, all right, I, I got to recognize and own the fact that this is a thing. And then knowing, like we talked about, how do I respond to things? What's my personality type? Fight that, yeah. Right. And what's the best strategy and toolkit for me? And maybe I should ask some other women who have seemed to get a little bit better handle on this um, or some mentors in my life or whatever and actually implement those yeah. few things. Yeah. And I like telling like my people, here's what's going to, here's what will be hard for me. Mm-hmm. Can you help me yep. watch for this? Yep. Um, okay. So I have a question for you. What do you like better? You do coaching? I, I have been doing coaching. I okay. haven't recently just because life. <laughs> what do you like yes. better? Coaching, writing, podcasting? Hmm. I think it depends on my mood. <laughs> right? No, I have loved getting to coach female entrepreneurs who also have a mission-mindedness because it's so cool to equip them with those tools. I was doing that one-on-one earlier in the year and it got to the point where I had to kind of pull back just because there's only so much time. Um, but I loved that. I think my favorite thing is podcasting. It's so fun, because isn't it? It's almost like coaching thousands of people yes. at one time, which is amazing. Um, but getting to coach women in their work and in their craft and in their gifts was really, really cool. And I didn't do it for a really long time just because of how crazy life was, but it brought like a spark in me. I was, my husband even said, he's like, there's something different that comes out of you when you get to speak on this. Like you've never really allowed yourself into this space until over the last several months and you've tiptoed into it and like you just come to life. So I think I really do love getting to coach other women in a very just organic way. Yeah, yeah. But the second favorite thing is for sure podcasting. Podcasting is so fun. It's so easy. It's like, well, it's not easy, that's for sure. But it's so like, I don't need to wear pants. This yeah. is awesome. I know, I know. <laughs> Except for, I interview people in person now, so I do have to yeah, put clothes on. you are ambitious. Yeah, yeah, I love it. <laughs> Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.
Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Um, okay, great. so we always ask our guests, uh, what three things do you love and what are you reading? I have been loving Primally Pure. Do you use Primally <gasps> yes, Pure? Yes, I do. It's amazing. I'm like, this is great. Such an awesome invention. Which, which deodorant? Do you use our deodorant? Yes. Okay, which one do you use? I've been using the blue tansy, but I also really love their lavender. Okay. What I do, do the use? charcoal. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, charcoal when I work out, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, and then let me think about, what am I reading? So Matt and I actually just listened to Love Does Together. Uh-huh. I had read, like, parts of it separately, and he had read a couple chapters, but we actually put it on audiobook in the car. Love it. And uh, we read 12 Rules for Life. That was kind of an interesting read. That is a very cerebral read. I don't like, know this. I would suggest listening to okay. it if you're going to. It's a really... Um, very interesting. We enjoyed it. Um, but it's one of those things where you're like, this has to be on audiobook or your like, mind just can't handle it's it. It's like, it's very practical, okay. but the way he's so cerebral in the way that he talks that it's almost like this is a lot. Yeah. So, but we really thought that was an interesting read. So those are a couple of things we've been checking out. And yeah. I love it. Been great. Well, Jordan, it's been fabulous sitting down with you. Thank you. It's been love great it. to be here. Congrats so on your book fun. releasing. Thank you. It's so fun. It is fun. Enjoy every moment. Thank you. I enjoy have every book release. Enjoy every interview. Enjoy uh, it all. It's fun. All the little community and parties around the country. Is I blast, love it. It's so, so fun. So um, own your every day. It's out. You can get it anywhere books are sold. Did I hear you say Target? Target. You can go That's see awesome. the trailer playing in Target, which is I fancy. I was that. like, what is this? I know. So it's kind of fun. It's so fun. Kinda well, fun. congratulations. Thank you. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. Us older women are cheering you on, so (laughs) I'm proud of you. You're doing a great job. That's awesome. Thank you. All right, friends. Thank you for listening. I want to remind you one more time about ThreadUp. If you want to save money, save the planet, and look good for doing it, yes, I'm down for all three. It doesn't get any better than ThreadUp, the largest online consignment and thrift store. Shop over 35,000 brands at up to 90% off estimated retail. Go to threadup.com slash happy hour for an extra 30% off your order. That's threadup, T-H-R-E-D-U-P.com slash happy hour for an extra 30% off today. You guys, Jordan said, establish your why and believe it before, before anything happens, before you look at social media, before you publish a new project, before you meet with friends, before you decide on a next step, what is your Why? I have done that in my life. And I think that is some really good advice because things will get hard. Businesses will fail. But what is your why? Also, who would have thought that winning a handwriting contest in third grade would be what God used to help Jordan in starting her hand lettering business? I love the way small things in our life come together. I also love hearing that story about her sitting in her sorority college luggage closet, shipping out orders with all of her girlfriends, feeding them pizza, and realizing that business and ministry could come together as a voice of encouragement for women in their faith. God is doing great things through her. And it started back in a closet in a sorority room. Jordan's story reminds us to stop and look around at what you are already doing and where you are. The first way to honor God is to show up exactly where you are. Be sure to check out Jordan's podcast, the She Podcast, and all she's creating over at her blog, jordanleedooley.com. Today's show is edited by Chris with Podshaper, and the music was developed for the show by Matt Graham. 
Show notes are written by Aki Sockers, and this whole thing is organized by Lindsay Sweeney. Next week, my guest is Aaliyah Joy. She lives in Central Oregon with her husband, her tiny Asian mother, her three kids, a dog, a bunny, and a bunch of chickens. She writes about her life with bipolar disorder, as well as grief, faith, marriage, poverty, race, embodiment, and keeping fluent in the language of hope. Our conversation is one that I believe is so important for everyone to hear, and I am so thankful that Aaliyah joined me in my tiny house to share it with all of you Happy Hour listeners. I also want to say shout out to my boy, Amos. My son has a birthday this Sunday. Happy birthday, sweet Amos, even though he never listens to my show because I'm his mom. But anyhow, happy birthday to my boy. Guys, enjoy your week. We're almost through with May. We've got this. Share the show with a girlfriend. Have a happy hour with a friend. And I will see you all back here next week with my friend, Aaliyah Joy. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.